Welcome to the FIRE Podcast, where we discuss everything financial independence, retire early. My name is Justin Ash, and I am the founder of Elevate Solutions, LLC. We provide the best tips, techniques, and strategies to elevate your financial education so that you can create a FIRE lifestyle. Welcome. Enjoy the episode. What's up, tribe? This is the Fire Podcast, episode number four, the right type of education. My name is Justin. I am the host. I'm an entrepreneur, a husband, father, traveler, surfer, content creator. I wear many different hats in this game of life. Just a voice in the podcast world bringing value to the lives of many. So welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the episode. Hey, We hope you are all very blessed beyond measure and living your best life. Seriously, that is the way that life is meant to be lived because lifestyle, in our opinion, is the true measure of wealth and happiness. So welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the episode. So the title of today's episode, The Right Type of Education. So the right type of education, when I'm referring to When I say the right type of education is, of course, a financial education. In fact, our why here at Elevate Solutions is to provide the best tips, techniques, and strategies to elevate your financial education so that you can create a FIRE lifestyle, right? And so in terms of financial education, in, in my mind, realistically, there are three different types of education, right? There are three different types of education, those being one, academic, two, technical, and three, a financial education, right? And so when most people refer to the word education, what they are referring to are or is grade school, middle school, high school, college, university, etc. Yes, this is considered education. However, it's only one type of education. Specifically, this is academic education, right? So for all intensive purposes, academic education is the type of education that is taught in our public school system. And understandably, every parent wants their kids to get the best grades, get into the best schools, get the best jobs, etc. So academic education teaches you how to read, how to write, how to solve mathematical problems. Academic education also prepares you how to be a good employee for a corporation by having you follow a rigid schedule, having you do what you are told, having you not ask questions, right? And if you fail you are reprimanded. If you question authority, you would be considered a troublemaker, right? Does that sound familiar? Now, don't confuse what I'm saying. Academic education is super important, right? We, we, we have to learn the basic theories somewhere, right? And interestingly, these very qualities about thinking outside of the box and uh, researching and Googling items and asking other people how to do things, 
questioning authority, right? These traits, interestingly enough, it is these traits that make you successful at being an entrepreneur. Let me repeat, these traits that go against everything that we learn in academic education, these traits are what make you successful at being an entrepreneur. So the major flaw with academic education really is that it doesn't prepare you for the real world, right? And it certainly doesn't prepare you how to create a fire lifestyle, a financial independence, retire early lifestyle. So the second type of education, as I mentioned, a technical education. And a technical education is the education we receive in the real world after we choose a profession or get a job. And this is the type of education that teaches you how to be a productive member of society by teaching you a certain trade or skill or profession, right? For example, medical doctors go to med school, lawyers go to law school, chefs, of course, go to culinary school, etc. Technical education in a well-paying industry can generate a good living. And oftentimes when people think about another person as being rich, they often associate the type of technical education that the person has acquired, right? What is their skill set? What is their job? What is their profession? And so I'm a firm believer in developing a profession in life. It's super important. And I think technical education is very important because, you know, it's how we identify ourselves in society. You know, what do you do? That question often, that question often comes up in conversation on a daily basis. Right. So if somebody asked me what I do, yeah, I, I create content. I teach others how to live a fire lifestyle. I invest in the stock market. I invest in crypto. But what do I do? What's my profession? Somebody asked me what my profession is. I would say real estate investor. That is my profession. I do a lot of other things, but my profession and my trade and my skill set is a real estate investor. And that's how I like to be identified in life, right? So, however, there's, there is a major flaw with technical education. And that major flaw is that it only teaches you how to do that job. It only teaches you how to own that job, right? It doesn't teach you how to become financially free. It doesn't teach you how to be good with money. It doesn't teach you how to retire early and travel abroad. That is one flaw of technical education. Now, if you want to live a fire lifestyle, if you want to live a financial independence, retire early lifestyle, you will need more than just academic and technical education. You will need financial education. And that is, in my opinion, the right type of education. The right type of education is a financial education. And don't get me wrong, all three types of education are important. But the most important type of education is a financial education, right? So a well-rounded financial education teaches you how money works, how to make it work for you. It teaches you about education, taking action, personal finances, banking, business, assets, marketing, automation, navigating governments, 
And of course, travel, traveling abroad. Travel is the best teacher of all. It's the best type of education you can get is when you travel, my opinion. And it just so happens here at Elevate Solutions that we teach about these subjects, about these areas exclusively in our e-course, Elevate Insider. And you can find Elevate Insider on our website, myelevatesolutions.com. Just scroll down. You can check out the details uh, of that and join if you want. Also within Elevate Insider, we, we believe in providing that well-rounded education through many different means and ways of doing that, whether it's podcasting, video, blogs, uh, photos, graphics, etc. Uh, there's lots of different types. There's lots of different ways to learn. There's lots of different ways to teach. We, we believe in providing and, and, and doing all of them, basically. So secondly, a well-rounded financial education teaches you how to build a massive cre- credit portfolio and like gaining access to six to seven figures of funding. And it just so happens that at Elevate Solutions, we teach you how to stay educated, how to repair your credit, how to build your credit, how to leverage your credit and build massive amounts of credit. And we have an e-course, it's titled Elevate Credit. So again, check out the website. You could scroll down, check out the details, join if you want. There's, in my opinion, in all of our products, but in that product alone, there's so much value. God, there's so much value, way more than you'll invest. So, and that's our goal, realistically, right? We want at the end of the end of the day, we want to be like, man, like, like, I can't believe Justin sold all this information to us for that price. This is like a bargain. Like, like, I, we feel like we're robbing him. That's what I want you guys to feel like. Because we want you guys to get ahead. We want you guys to create that fire lifestyle and we want to be part of it. Nothing else brings us more joy in helping others see and believe and do the things that, that, you know, we have done because life's like, like I've mentioned at the beginning, lifestyle is the true measure of wealth and house. So, okay. Back to the subject matter. The third part of a well-rounded financial education and it should teach you how to create lish. Location independent side hustles, right? Location independent side hustles. You should be able to make money wherever, whenever, with whomever you want at any, at any time of the day. And that is why at Elevate Solutions on our website, again, we have an e-course. It's titled Elevate Side Hustle. You can scroll down on the website. You can check it out. We teach you how to create 15 different types of lish. 15 different streams of Lish, location-independent side hustles. You can make that money wherever you are in the world. What an amazing, amazing uh, tool to have in your tool belt. So there, there's just so much information, and there's an abundant amount of financial education you can tap into if you just really take the time to commit and, and search for it, right? It all begins with financial education. You know, It all begins with taking that first step. And just because, just because you haven't heard of it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. That's a powerful statement. Let me repeat that. Just because you haven't heard of it does not mean it doesn't exist. I remember when I had that type of thinking, I had to really just throw that type of thinking out and just open up my mind. 
Because I have to remember, at the end of the day, before I created this lifestyle, my best thinking got me to where I was. My best thinking. So, uh, so today I'm always open to learning new things. And, and financial education is super important. So when it comes to the education aspect, specifically for creating a fire lifestyle and the way that we like to teach it, we focus on three different areas on a daily basis that they really do help us get that 1% better every day. Just that 1% every day. That's what we strive for. That's what we shoot for, right? Just 1%. And they continually help us reach that next level, right? We're able to hit that next level when we're consistent about that 1%. And we continue to pursue these areas every single day, relentlessly, right? So we're going to get into those three key areas of education. But first, let's take a break. So stay tuned and we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Did you know that the average CEO reads 60 books per year? That breaks down to five books per month. I know that may sound like a lot of reading to some people, but when you are engaged in the right type of education, like a financial education, it really can go by fast. I highly recommend reading as a way to open your mind to new ideas to a fire lifestyle. If you haven't checked out my ebook, How to Fire Your Boss, a five-step approach to financial independence, retire early, I highly suggest you check it out. You can find the link in the link tree below. My fire lifestyle began as a digital nomad entrepreneur who traveled and lived abroad in more than 25 different countries all over the world. I am blessed to have this experience. Today, I reside in Sayulita, Mexico with my wife and son. We do what we love every day by design. Lifestyle, in my opinion, is the true measure of happiness and wealth. That is why we created a fire lifestyle. My ebook breaks down exactly how I created this type of lifestyle. The content inside of the book is normally priced at $99, but you can pay what you want. That's right, you can pay $0.00 if you want, with no strings attached. We guarantee you will be amazed at how much value you will get out of this ebook to your fire lifestyle. What's up, tribe? Welcome back. Now, before the break, I had mentioned that we would get into the three key areas of a financial education, specifically uh, what we focus on here at Elevate Solutions, what we teach here at Elevate Solutions. So the first area that we focus on within the element of education is history, right? History is super important, It's been said that history doesn't necessarily repeat itself, but it does rhyme, right? History doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. So what's happened before, it may not happen exactly as it happened before, but it's going to happen again. You see, our our life, everything that happens in our life, uh, social cycles, economic cycles, technological cycles, everything happens, it's cyclical. Everything in the nature of life happens in cycles, right? Just as day becomes night, night becomes day, spring becomes summer, summer becomes fall, fall becomes winter, winter then becomes spring. Once again, everything happens in cycles. That's why it's important to understand history because 
Things that have happened in the past, most likely they will happen again. For example, it's important to understand the history behind the gold standard, the history behind money itself. Now, before we transacted in most likely what you're holding in your hand, whether it be a USD, a US dollar, or a Mexican peso, or a Thai bot, these are all fiat currencies before we transacted in this way, way back in the day, we transacted in terms of bartering, bartering with commodity money, right? If I had so many cows and I wanted chickens, I could trade my cows for your chickens. If I had, if I was a wheat farmer and I needed a pair of shoes, I could then exchange my wheat for your shoes, etc. Uh, over time, this became difficult, and what then happened is that we started transacting in gold and silver, right? And there's a lot of different uses for uh, rare metals, specifically gold and silver. But this became a lot easier because we didn't have to have the specific item. For example, so many chickens or so many cows, so much wheat, so many shoes. We could essentially just buy these items, buy these commodities with our rare metals, with our gold and our silver. The thing about gold and silver is that it's difficult to transport. It's heavy. It's tough to store, right? So then what was developed was called a bank smith. And at a bank smith, what you could do is you could deposit your gold and your silver and he would give you a note, a receipt. And it was, it was uh, just as good as gold. And then what happened is we started trading these receipts, which were backed by the gold and the silver held at these bank smiths. And that became, that became what is most commonly and how business is most commonly referred and transacted today, right? With fiat currency, these notes, right? And so the gold standard was, uh, back in 1944, after the end of World War II, uh, there needed to be a peg to gold. And since the U.S. dollar, since the United States held the most amount of gold, the U.S. dollar became the reserve currency. Right now, there's a lot of power in that statement. We could do a whole separate podcast just about the United States reserve currency. But United U.S. had the gold, USD became the reserve currency, and all other foreign currencies were tied to the USD. And also, they were exchangeable for a certain amount of gold or silver. And then in 1971, Nixon severed the tie between the exchangeability between dollars and gold. And what we currently have today is a free floating currency. So the evolution of the gold standard, very important to understand. The petrodollar system, the fact that uh, the fact that a lot of different commodities in the world, specifically oil and specifically with Saudi Arabia and the OPEC nations, uh, they're all required to transact these very large transactions in U.S. dollars. And when it comes to Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia. We have an agreement with them that says, hey, you have to transact all of your oil deals in USD and we will provide protection to you 
in terms of in terms of armed services, uh, in terms of protecting your oil fields, in, ser- in terms of providing safety to your country. And then, oh, by the way, Saudi Arabia, any profits that you have, any dollars that you have left over, we would like you to then turn around and invest in T-bills, which is United States Treasuries. Uh, it's their uh, edition of a bond. It's how we borrow money. So that's how the petrodollar system works. And we're moving away from that today. But it's understand. It's very important to understand the history of that. The Fed, back in 1913, when the Federal Reserve was formed by a group of banksters that it's not federal, it, it's not a reserve, it's not even a bank. It's just a group of individuals who are not even democratically elected. But essentially... What they control is they control the money supply, they control interest rates, and there's a lot of power in that control. Uh, Also, the history of the fractional reserve banking system, the idea that banks uh, don't necessarily need to have exactly the amount on deposit as they lend, right? So for example, if uh, if, say the uh, fractional reserve uh, policy is 10 to 1, I put in a hundred dollars into a bank. If the bank wants to lend a hundred dollars, they don't need to have a hundred dollars on reserve. If it's 10 to one, they would only need to keep $10 in reserve. And then they can lend a hundred dollars on every $10 that they have. That's the fractional reserve uh, system. So we can get into that. There's, there's a lot of history in that. Uh, Essentially, the decline of the dollar as the reserve currency, this is happening today, right before our eyes, as China is getting bigger, their economy is growing, China's brokering deals uh, with Saudi Ara- uh, Saudi Arabia, in fact, and, and other Middle East nations, Iran, Iraq, Syria, brokering peace deals behind these these countries, and essentially moving away from transacting oil deals in USD and transacting them in different currencies, uh, whether it's uh, renminbi, that's the Chinese currency, or other different currencies of even the BRICS nations, right? Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and BRICS is growing as well. Uh, the huge retirement crisis and the history of that and Social Security and, and Medicare and of these funds being uh, just massively underfunded right now and the fact that these baby boot the baby boomer generation is and the all the pensions and the social security and the medical the medicare and all the monies that are supposed to be paid out the money's not even there some of a lot of these funds are insolvent so that's a huge problem so this this is all baked into the idea of learning about history in general super important to learn about history uh, a second element of a financial education comes in the way of understanding macroeconomics and understanding macroeconomic trends, right? So every morning, uh, what I do personally is I read a publication called Zero Hedge. Zero Hedge, uh, it keeps me up to date on all of the political, economic, uh, sociological uh, uh 
all of the news, all of the current current events that are happening on a daily basis all over the world. Uh, so then I'm able to gauge, essentially, based on that, I can gauge what direction markets are going to go for investment purposes, for business purposes, right? And I invest and trade in markets and I know how to read charts, right? So you can have a trend, but if you don't know how to read a chart, then you're not going to understand the trend. So reading technical charts and, and understanding the economics behind them, very important. Understanding economic indicators, there are, there are many, let me say this, there are many economic indicators out there. Now, I only look at a handful of them because there's just a handful of them that are super important that move the needle by quite a bit when the data comes out. So, for example, each month I have my eyes on the employment situation report. That's the jobs report. How many new jobs were created in the economy? What's the unemployment rate? This is important data to digest. Uh, home sales. Home sales is a, another important element because homes account for and essentially provide a lot, right? Because it's not just the sale of the home. It's the construction and the builders and the trades behind building the homes, behind renovating the homes. It's all of the, the financial markets behind the homes, uh, buying of the furniture, buying of the, re- the retail items behind the home. So there's a lot that goes on as far as economically when it comes to home sales. So I like to keep my eye on that. Uh, another important economic indicator that I look at each month course is credit outstanding and personal savings rate right are people borrowing more each month are people relying more on their credit cards and and less on their savings currently in today's market as we move closer into a quote unquote recession and who knows when we'll reach if we reach if we're already there nobody really knows uh but personal savings rate is right now over the last few months personal savings rates have been decreasing credit outstanding has been increasing so people are saving less and relying more on their credit cards this is not necessarily a good thing when you're relying on debt to essentially cover up the deficit in your budget that's why i talk about cash flow budget as well super understand super important to understand what comes in each month and what goes out so uh, another important economic indicator of course right now what the Fed is the most focused on is inflation and consumer price index. Um, you know, the price of all goods, the price of food, the price of, of prices of energy, um, and uh, just inflation in general, right? Just last year, at the beginning of last year, the Fed uh, had to essentially uh, increase interest rates very aggressively, right? And in, in a very short amount of time. And uh, we did this because inflation was just out of control. It was raging out of control. So we're starting to get back down to uh, a more normalized level, but it's still relatively high versus what it's been to. And, and when that happens, you know, when as the Fed moves interest rates and either turns the money, uh, the money spout on or off has a lot to do with which way markets are going to go, 
That's why I watch this stuff. Super important. Uh, uh, another economic indicator that I watch is retail sales. Retail sales says, hey, are people buying stuff or are they not buying stuff? This is important to know. And the last indicator, probably the most important one, is I watch the FOMC meeting the Fed open, the Fed open market committee. This is when they get together each month or nine or 10 times a year, I believe. And they make a decision on whether or not they're going to adjust interest rates, uh, uh, inject more money into the economy, uh, take more money out of the economy, etc. This is important to watch because this has a huge effect on which way markets move. So the third element of a financial education has to do with mentors, right? Mentors. Like I said before, um, you know, you only know what you know, right? And just because you, just because you haven't heard of something doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, right? My journey to a financial independence, retire early lifestyle started with reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki many years ago. You know, when I started reading this and when I started reading that book, it was like, wow, my eyes really opened up. Like I just didn't know what I didn't know. But as I, as I read and as, as I continued to learn, it, the, the passion just grew, like the fire just got bigger inside of me. And I, I just had this insatiable desire, this thirst just to keep going, keep going because I knew if I continued to do what I did at some point, I could create a fire lifestyle. And that's exactly, that's exactly what I've done. I mean, this is a testament. I'm living in Mexico right now. I'm looking out at the palm trees. It's, it's very nice. We got the, the window closed right now. So there's less sound as I record the podcast, but it's a beautiful day in Mexico. After the podcast, I'll hop in my Polaris and I'll, I'll go down to the beach and, and, uh, go surfing. I love to surf every day, uh, living basically in paradise. But at any rate, following mentors, right? And mentors that don't just talk about it, but mentors that actually are doing it, right? Because there are people out there that, you know, they preach it, but they don't do it. So I'm, I'm very hesitant to, you know, follow a mentor, to, to listen to what somebody has to say, unless they can show me the evidence, right? And so... And so when you find somebody that, hey, he's got or she has what I want, you know, dive into it. There's lots of different ways for you to do it. Actually, we provide here on the website, on the Elevate Solutions website, you know, reading books, reading blogs, ebooks, right? That's a big one. We have ebooks on the website. We have a blog on the website, listening to podcasts. That's important as well. You're listening to a podcast right now. I listen to other podcasts on a daily basis. Watching videos, right? We're in the process of developing our YouTube channel. Have not gotten there yet, but we will. Uh, but nonetheless, I have and I subscribe to um, other mentors, quote unquote, people that I follow and people that I know that are doing it and, and they can prove it to me. And I watch them on YouTube because video is essentially as important in learning. Uh, playing the cash flow game. I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying going back to my Robert Kiyosaki education. 
Now, Robert Kiyosaki was the beginning, and he has great stuff. And I've, <laughs> when I started reading his stuff, I just dove into it, and I probably read all of his books. Uh, but he has a, 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 he has a game on his website. If you go to richdad.com, it's called the Cash Flow Game, and it teaches you. It's similar to the game of Monopoly, but it's not Monopoly. It teaches you how to essentially get out of the rat race. It teaches you how to create uh, passive streams of income, and it teaches you how to invest in a handful of different asset classes, and it teaches you how to get out of the daily grind of working a job and essentially become a full-time investor, right? I played that game a lot, and I got to understand just the you know, just the basics behind that and, and making the decisions that that game has essentially uh, taught me to make. And then, and then what happened was similar things started happening as I moved through my entrepreneurial investor ex, uh, life and my experiences, similar, similar experiences started to happen to me. <laughs> it's kind of funny as, as if, or also when I was playing the cash flow game. So I know so I guess what I'm trying to say is I knew what decision to make. And um, the, the decisions that I've made have gotten me to where I'm at today. So, so I say play the cash flow game. Uh, it's important. And then, you know, last but, last but not least, you know, some people, they have trouble doing it themselves. I get it. I've always been a do-it-myself type of, type of person. But there's also people who are just like, hey, I'll pay you. And you just just feed it to me, right? So you can pay for a mentor. And uh, I've paid for mentors before. I paid for, you know, I've gone to seminars before. I paid money for that. Um, it's beneficial. It is. Um, we will have a mentorship here at Elevate Solutions uh, so at some point in the future. We're also in the process of developing this. So... Uh, there are mentorship opportunities here as well. So those are the three elements of a financial education. So just to recap history, the second macroeconomic trends, and the third mentors. And having a combination of these three uh, and you know, essentially applying and uh, incorporating these types of education into your daily activities, over time, it will, it will pay huge dividends. Trust me. It will pay huge dividends. Trust me. So, so that's my take on financial education. The right type of education is a financial education. I highly, highly advise you to focus on that and just dive into it and just go nuts, right? Just go nuts with it. So that's all that I have for you guys today. Glad you guys connected on the podcast and uh, hope that we just dropped a few gems for you to pick up there and uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the fire podcast. We really do hope you found a ton of beneficial information that you can apply to your fire lifestyle journey. We are behind the scenes working very hard to release gem after gem. So make sure you hit that like button and smash that subscribe button so that you will be notified as soon as new episodes are released on the weekly. Check out our link tree in the description below and follow us on social media. Also, visit our website, www.myelevatesolutions.com.
That's www.myelevatesolutions.com for all of our latest fire content to your fire lifestyle.